Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind. As today, we're talking Northwest Missouri State Baseball, being joined by an all-MIAA performer in Ryan Koski, just wrapping up his senior season with Northwest Missouri State. Ryan, appreciate you coming on and talking with us here today. And, man, to hear that, that things kind of wrapping up in your Bearcat career and looking back on everything you've accomplished to this point, can you believe it's over already? No, it's hard to believe. I've been here for six years, and feels like a long time but it just flew by and uh thankful for all the memories i've made along the way we talk about the six years and of course COVID 19 playing a big role in that with that 2020 season cut short and so giving you the chance to come back for another year was that a pretty easy decision i mean it, it 2020 were you like coach low i'm gonna i'm gonna stick around until 2023 or did that take a little bit of time to kind of think through and talk with your folks yeah i definitely uh reached out to friends and family just thinking about what I should do and having that extra year. And um, my roommate was in the same situation too, Max Bitzmiller. And it was kind of like a, hey, you come back, I'll come back type deal. And we're both glad we did. We both uh, got our master's in our last year. And we were extremely happy to have that opportunity to play that last year. Well, you get to extend that out and you stick around. You mentioned the Masters and, of course, the student-athlete portion, a huge part of it. Um, Bearcat baseball on the whole here in the spring, there's a lot of difficult spots, but a lot of bright moments, too, when you think about the leadership of yourself and Spitz. But then there's a lot of young guys, too, coming up that um, a bright future ahead for the program. Um, how will you look back on this senior season, this one last ride with the Bearcats? I mean, just looking back, just it was an enjoyable ride. Yeah, you mentioned we had a lot of ups and downs, but one thing to take away is all the memories and friends I've made, and I can't wait to watch the great things that they'll do in the future i'll definitely be on the lookout i'm sure i'll be back in maryville too watching them and just seeing how they improve and grow as a team now you touched on a minute ago too about uh being roommates with max spitzmiller and that's something that harkens back to like what 2018 when you're red shirting yeah. you, you and spitz were rooming at that at the um that time too take me oh, through yeah. that relationship of of how that's grown and what was your first impression of max spitzmiller I mean, it was a good, it was a good first impression. We were both uh, just new to the whole college experience and living in Dietrich Hall, and it's it's a nice dorm, but it's not the nicest one they have. <laughs> and just going through the whole freshman experience, me and him were just best friends the entire way, and we were there for each other, and that certainly helped uh, pave the way for our relationship going forward and ultimately into the decision to come back for this last year. You know, Dietrich Hall gets a bad reputation as Dirty D. Hey, I lived there a long time ago. It was it was fine, <laughs> you know. He got the job done. Uh, oh, yeah. So you're from Kearney, Nebraska. He's a guy coming over from the St. Louis area. Um, you mentioned you guys are best friends all the way through, but was there any other a time where you're kind of like, I'm not sure about this guy, or, or just the, the different backgrounds you guys coming in? I mean, there, there's just one little funny story living in the dorms, I guess. Uh so the smaller dorm rooms, and I always had uh, shades up on my window, and he was uh, an anti-shades person, so we'd always wake up to the morning to the bright sun, and and that's when I was just like, eh, I don't know about this guy, but no, nah, it all turned out good. <laughs> you know, you would think a guy like that, too. Like, you guys put in a lot of time. You're in the weight room a lot. You've got practice. Mm -hmm. You might want to sleep in at some point, but he just didn't care, <laughs> right? He 
He loved waking up to the sun. <laughs> He's a little different that way. Um, <laughs> so coming over, Kearney, Nebraska, of course, an, an MIAA town there with Nebraska Kearney um, mm-hmm. just right down the road. What was that journey like? How did you be, uh, become a Bearcat and get to Northwest Missouri State? It was kind of an interesting recruiting process. I just kind of reached out to a few MIAA teams, and it would have been me graduating in 2017. I was looking at going to UNK to play, and, I mean, thankfully I didn't because the next year is when they cut the program, and I'm just so thankful I chose to come to Northwest Missouri State just for all the relationships and memories I created, and and it's just sad uh, hearing when they did cut the UNK program just because being from Kearney, that played a huge role in my life with baseball growing up. I have to think, too, that a lot of your friends and family are kind of saying, man, you need to be a loper. We want to see you suiting up here for four years. Then all of a sudden, yeah, that the program getting cut, it it does become a blessing in disguise, although in the moment, I'm sure a lot of sure. friends and family, yeah, it's a little easier to commute there, but um, getting a chance to come out here and watch Northwest Missouri State baseball, it works out in the long run. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming up in Kearney, that's a place that it, a little further north, the wind mm-hmm. blows quite a bit, a little bit cold, but still – it's a place that you grew up playing baseball. Where did the love for the game originate in there? I'd say just growing up watching all those older guys. I mean, I remember going to games and when UNK was still in the RMAC and seeing all those teams from Colorado coming and just older guys I looked up to when I was just a little kid and just fell in love with the game right there, watching them play at UNK's field. Is that one of those opportunities to where anytime, hey, there's a home game, you and your dad, let's jump in the car, head down the road, and check out some baseball? Oh, yeah. and I'm that, I was that little kid running around chasing foul balls and getting a sucker every time you turn into <laughs> foul balls. And, yeah, it was just a great time. You grow up, you come to Northwest Missouri State, and you put together a, a terrific career here for the Bearcats. But, you know, going back to 2019, you redshirt in 2018, you're actually a chance to get to play as a freshman in 19. Limited time, just 14 games, 21 at-bats. But then that next season before COVID wiped things out, you're batting 318. You'd played in 16 of 20 games to that point, And it felt like, man, that sophomore season, you had turned a corner and things were really starting to click. Um, was it just a chance for some growth and a small sample size as a freshman that allowed you to make that jump in 2020 as things were picking up? Yeah, I'd say just in that 2019 year, still – his first year traveling and still just getting used to everything and maybe just a little bit timid in the way I played. But I feel like the biggest thing would just be more repetition and just getting used to the college speed. Uh, most of the summers I've been uh, playing summer baseball. This last summer I played for the Mustangs. and it, Playing summer ball is just a huge growth opportunity to be able to just keep getting better and working on your game. You know, I feel like you hear it throughout – the pros, but even coming down to, all right, you're a Northwest Missouri State Bearcat, but then you go down the road to the Mustangs, and you've got guys from all over the country coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often are you picking the brain of a guy next to you or kind of trying to figure out how a pitcher operates in a certain situation or guys coming to you for advice? Is that a big part of that summer game too? Oh, yeah. Everyone's just trying to get a different perspective. Uh, this last year we had guys from KU, Washington, Rhode Island, and just seeing their perspectives too, and like, I know I'm an older guy, but they don't—they'd come to me for advice about things, and I'd do the same. But it's just great being able to learn different 
little uh, things about the game of baseball and like what we could do to be better in that situation. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. You know, you look throughout your career and the numbers are good, but that senior season, the power numbers really kick in along with the average. You had nine home runs prior to this year, 13 as a senior alone, as well as batting 337. Did the approach change at all, or is that just kind of being that older guy and kind of know what to expect and everything? I'd say a little bit of both. Um, just, I always try to keep my approach the same, just trying to hit a baseball hard and, uh, I know some of the pitchers won't like this, but I think we were given some favorable hitting conditions this year <laughs> with some winds blowing out and stuff like that. So I might have had a few lucky ones, but I always just try to keep the approach the same. And uh, people are asking me, like, what's, what's a pitcher doing? I just try to give them the best advice I can what to look for. Hey, there are no lucky home runs. you still got to put it in that jet stream and let it fly. So. <laughs> take every one of them uh, a home run against every team in the MIAA did you have any idea prior to that series against Hayes that you were coming up on a milestone like that I did not but of course my dad did right <laughs> when I did it he was telling me about it and I was like oh cool and uh, I mean being in the league for six years you think it you think it's got to happen but happening in my senior season I was just a great opportunity i'm very thankful for it well that's pretty special too you know just being able to kind of look and you see different things pop up online your dad's twitter is obviously very proud of just what Mm -hmm. you've been able to do as a baseball player now graduating northwest missouri state tell me about that relationship and what's that like having your biggest cheerleader is your dad right there following along every single baseball game and kind of tracking some of those stats that as a player you're not really thinking about yeah, it's great having both my parents were there for almost every game this year. And my mom normally would uh, stay in the stands when my dad's off kind of videoing in and just watching the game from a different perspective. But it's awesome uh, just being able to hear what my dad thinks about a game. And just from his uh, spectator uh, perspective really helps uh, put it all uh, full circle for me. And it's big to have a couple of people like that in your corner as you go throughout a career. And a career that has your name all over the Northwest record books. Your top ten in career homers, RBIs, doubles, walks. Um, again, batting three thirty seven this year. Your career batting average, three oh six. Now that we're kind of stepped away from it, and you can, I want you to be a little bit more selfish now because the season's over, we can look at it differently. But is there an individual or personal stat or a number that you kind of look to that you're a little bit more proud of than maybe the others? Uh, I'd say a little bit of proud and disappointed about my uh, career walks. I, I think I finished three behind Jay Herlicka. Jay was here when I was a freshman and sophomore, so me and him are good friends and just wanted to try to get that one from him. I think I finished three short. Just missed hitting triple digits and walks too, but yeah. that's, that's a crazy number to be able to reach that, you know, uh, 
through a career. So you're right there on the cusp. Um, mm -hmm. All right. You wear number 24, playing for the Bearcats. Are you a superstitious guy? Is there a reason behind the number in particular, or is that just what the Coach Lowe gave you? Uh, a little bit of superstition. 24 has always been kind of uh, my baseball number growing up, and uh, it was my basketball number, too, in high school. We didn't get to have it uh, for baseball in high school, but it's always just kind of been one of my favorite numbers. One of my favorite players growing up was Manny Ramirez for the Red Sox, and he wore 24, so that's always been kind of a uh, little spotlight I had on the number. All right, that I got you. That's and, and Manny, obviously, a terrific player. My mind, and I'm a little bit older than you too. Went to Ken Griffey Jr. 24. I'm like, mm. yeah, he's an outfielder. That that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say defensively, you match up more with a uh, Ken Griffey Jr. or just all over the place like Manny? <laughs> I'd say a little bit of both. There'd be times where uh, I'd I'd be all over the place like Manny, but I like to try to keep it calm, cool, and collected like Ken Griffey did out there. I like that kind of find the middle and it, it works out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. I've got just a few more for you. Some quick, easy ones. Then I'll let you go. I appreciate your time here this afternoon. Um, in scrimmages, live batting practice or, or wherever, did you ever have a chance to go against Max Spitzmiller and who got the better of who? I mean, would he K you? Would you take him deep? How did that work? Uh, yeah, just a few times. I'd probably say, this last fall, he hit me a couple times, and it was always just a funny joke. It act like I'm charging the mound on him or anything, but I'd say he he would strike me out a couple times, but he wouldn't like it when I say uh, when I'd get hit and say, "Yeah, I'm supposed to get out as a hitter." And <laughs> so there's always just playful banter whenever we're stepping in the box against each other. All right. Um, you mentioned Manny Ramirez was a player you grew up watching, and you're out there in Kearney, so I, you know, you're kind of a little bit closer to Denver, but if you picked a team, were you a Rockies guy, or did you have a team? I was a Red Sox fan, so my dad was a huge Yankees fan. I was a little kid growing up just liking to uh, instigate an argument or something, so I would always <laughs> cheer for the Red Sox. Has that stuck? Are you still a Red Sox guy? Oh, Yeah. I just don't. I don't follow baseball as much anymore. I'm a huge uh, college football fan, mostly. I got gotcha. you. Well, you know, I would imagine too, especially as we get the major league season starts, and then your season's going parallel. It's kind of hard to keep track of everything right. else happening when you're trying to get homework done on the road and everything too <laughs> with it. So, all right, and this is going to be the most ridiculous and worst question you've ever been asked since. Uh, You've been on campus at Northwest. But I made this joke with Colin McDonough out in the athletic offices before, so I have to ask, has anybody ever asked you, and I know it's a different spelling, has anybody ever said, are you related to Corey Kosky, who played for the Twins and kind of a journeyman in the, in the majors back in like the 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, so I've been asked that one a lot, and it's a no. And then there's <laughs> also, um, whenever we go down to Arkansas for – the first games of the year, there's a there's a, a well-known umpire named Chris Kosky that they always ask me if I'm related to as well, but both of those are no. <laughs> it depends if Chris Kosky is giving you the calls that day or not. Yeah. If you're going to send him a Christmas card. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, finishing up, getting your master's in business, uh, what's next for Ryan Kosky? I am moving to Kansas City at the end of May, and 
right now I've uh, got a few places I've applied to and been interviewing and just waiting to hear back from them. Awesome. Well, uh, good luck with everything moving forward. Congratulations on a terrific career as a Northwest Missouri State Bearcat and looking forward to see what's next. Thank you very much. That's Ryan Kosky from Northwest Missouri State Baseball joining us. His name all over the record books for the Bearcats. A terrific career. And, of course, talked to him last week for this interview. It was finals week heading into graduation. Still took time to chat with us, so really appreciate him uh, giving us uh, a few minutes of his time to kind of go back over a really great career for Ryan Kosky here at Northwest Missouri State University. Last week, it was Paige Hoffman, who's currently going through the NCAA Central Region Golf Tournament. Prior to that, it was Zach Howard, so check out some of those archived podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in once again to Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.